Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a very special Thursday edition of the program as we broadcasting live at University Hospitals Cleveland Medical Center, and we are doing so for a very big purpose. Today, the Cleveland Browns and the UH announced an extension on the partnership with UH and the Browns as the official health care partner of your team, your Cleveland Browns. In conjunction with the team focus, UH offering essential support to the Browns' commitment to assisting the development, safety, and growth of youth and high school football throughout the region. Such a critical thing for all to be involved in through camps, clinics, various initiatives. The organizations jointly promote health, social, emotional, intellectual, and physical development of youth by enhancing opportunities for youth football participation and education along with other sports. These are two pinnacles um, of our city, of our region, once again now being married for a long-term extension, and all parties could not be happier. Merely Bo, the great Gibby here as well. Uh, this is a fun one. Yeah, happy to be back out here at the atrium here on main campus at University Hospitals, and uh, it's a great partnership. And, and you know that everybody looks at at what they do and they say, well, they take care of the players and they take care of the team, but they do so much more than that. And uh, with us uh, as partners, whether it's off the field, whether it's on the field, whether it's youth football. Uh, high school sports in general they do a great job and we couldn't be happier and and more excited you know it's been a great partnership since 2014 this has been going on since 2014 i mean that that, that's a (laughs) that's a pretty long partnership already and and the fact that it gets to continue uh nothing but positive things here for uh for all involved and certainly you and I aren't on the, on, the, on the business side of this, but it just feels from our vantage point a no-brainer for both sides, right? I mean, two, two things that yep. deserve to walk hand-in-hand hand together, and they'll continue to do so. Um, so this is a, a very, very special day. Uh, our chief operating officer, the great Dave Jenkins, with this, we are proud to extend our partnership with University Hospitals, a national leader in overall health care and sports medicine, and a pioneer in research. Their network of highly skilled doctors, physicians, and dedicated staff deliver exceptional results, making them a valuable asset to our community and team since our partnership started in 2014 of course you know we're out here uh give a i don't know what is it three times a year we're, we're out here at the main campus and uh we chat with dr Vuce and he'll join us uh on the program today yes so, he will uh we'll we'll have those conversations i always learn something every time we talk to dr Vuce, whether it's about my health or my kids or uh whatever so i, <laughs> I, I, I always look forward say, to that conversation is there, is there any special advice that we're going to need today for the three boys i mean well you just- went through some things we had a concussion protocol incident on sunday in basketball so i can i can ask him if it's right for fifth graders to be playing third graders we could start there that that might be that might be part of it so uh among other things that we will have for you today um we will have jacob phillips on the program today i actually pulled in uh with jacob so i know that he's here uh, i believe greg newsom is here as well so they'll be joining us here on the program as as we um we commemorate this very very special day in a special way out here at the main campus uh there is a lot going on in the football world as well. The Pro Bowl is tonight. We'll go over the second, not the Pro Bowl, I guess the activities surrounding the Pro Bowl. The yeah, we're going to handicap the, uh, the look teams. To that. Yeah, um, so we'll, we'll do that coming up uh, in the program as well. Um, in terms of, of things going on in the league, there, there's a holding pattern right now. It feels like on the coaching side of things, there are some things being sorted out with assistant coaches around the league. You had Vic Fangio officially going to the Dolphins, so that is 
now Finally. done. Yeah. Uh, but there is some context to that decision. So he will go there, run the defense for Mike McDaniel. Um, that deal is now done. So that coaching staff looks to be quite uh, robust. Uh, our former defensive coordinator, Joe Woods, is interviewing for the Saints defensive coordinator job. Um, so that is happening as well. In terms of big-picture NFL stuff from a head coaching standpoint, there is nothing going on in Arizona right now that anybody knows, no reporting being done, and nothing going on in Indy. So we're kind of in a holding pattern with those two jobs a little bit. Um, It feels like in Indy it will be either Jeff Saturday. That's right. Yeah. The offensive coordinator currently at Philly – um, or there was there was another coordinator. There was another coordinator. I, I've who got was a all list of guys. Do we have that in here? Uh, I believe we do. Yes, I've got the list. Let's say, okay, so I can tell it's you it's long. It is. So it's uh, <laughs> Steichen, the the Eagles' offensive coordinator. It is um, Saturday is a finalist um, for this, and the other one I want to say is uh, Brian Callahan, Bill's son, with the Bengals. Which. The offensive coordinator I, I, of the I Bengals. I believe you had that a week ago when you said, how is no one talking to the offensive and defensive right. coordinators for the Bengals? Right. So Callahan, it feels like in Indy it will come down to uh, Brian Callahan, uh, Shane Steichen, the Eagles offensive coordinator, or Jeff Saturday. And based on what you, you're kind of hearing, like it would not shock at all if Ursay went with Saturday. It feels like that's kind of what he wants to do. And he owns a team. He can do whatever the heck he wants. He can't. I mean, they they were still bringing in – they brought in the Giants OC the other day, yeah. and, and you're just like, well, how many guys are you going to interview here? Well, my, mean, my source is uh, pretty good. I think it's those three. <laughs> that okay. It's, that it's one of those three is the way it's going to go based on a conversation I had last night. So I, I feel like that's kind of the way it's going to go uh, in Indy with, with one of those three. So Arizona, there's there's nothing, and I know we'll get into some of the guys that are interviewing out there, um, but there has been nothing out in Arizona in terms of any momentum. And remember, they came out of nowhere with Cliff Kingsbury the last time, Gibby, so it's possible all is in play when it comes to the Bidwell family and the Cardinals, and that's a unique one in that you've paid the quarterback, but you've got to work with the quarterback. And so that relationship will be one to watch when they make that hire out in Arizona. Yeah, well, I mean, just look at they've interviewed eight guys. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Four or five of them are, are immediately no longer available. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, your, your list has gotten pretty short again. Look, again, they hired Kingsbury out of nowhere. Would, could they make a high – could they re-engage Jim Harbaugh? I don't know that that's a fit, but, I mean, that's an example of something that could be re-engaged um, now. And it, it almost feels like they're at a back-to-a-drawing board spot where the Colts are kind of narrowing their scope a little bit in terms of uh, where they want to go with this thing. The other thing that's looming over all of this is we had the Tom Brady retirement yesterday. One quick note on that. Is he so unimpeachable? I did not see, and I think the answer to this is yes, I did not see one talking head debate show zag on him. It was was uniform. uniform. Praise, approval, coronation all of those things the only thing that i saw and i don't even know if it was that controversial was from mike francesa he was on um the Stephen a show and he mentioned that brady wasn't the best regular season quarterback he'd ever seen that was peyton manning and he wasn't the best super bowl quarterback he'd ever seen that was joe montana but he was the best the longest and 
and the and 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 I thought, you know, it's hard to argue with that. Manning is a six-time first-team All-Pro. Brady's only three. Um, Joe's four and zero in Super Bowls. Tom is seven and three. So I, I, that was the only thing that I even saw that was anything other than greatest of all time. Write it down, Canton in twenty twenty-eight. I, I don't disagree with what he said at all. No, I, mean, I think Peyton it's worthy Peyton of a Manning's conversation. Manning's a phenomenal regular season quarterback. Yeah. The, the, the postseason success hasn't always been there. I mean, no. even that second Super Bowl. <laughs> well, was, the second Super Bowl, he it was, was bad. It was, it was all the defense. Yeah, he was busted up the it, second yeah, one. Von we went, Miller saved the day. We went over um, – you know, this is the other thing on Brady when you, when you think about him. Uh, I mentioned the fact that he never took a snap when they were re- eliminated from the postseason. Um, the other thing about him that's pretty odd is, or pretty remarkable is, there was no fall off the cliff. Uh, you know, Manning the last year in Denver is a 57% Oof. passer. I want to say it was like nine touchdowns, 16 picks. Yeah. Um, like he was a shadow of himself. And typically that's what happens is there is a cliff that you go off of. Brady never went off a cliff. He was 67% passer this year. Um, and was was still playing at a very very high level. So that decision, though, I think does springboard now the NFL off season, in that now we can start to get to a point where, okay, what are we going to do with Aaron Rodgers? Is is he going to stay in Green Bay? It sounds like from the reporting that we're seeing that they don't want him to stay in Green Bay. That it's more their decision than his. He was on McAfee on Tuesday and acknowledged as much that hey, you know, it's kind of. You know, that's what I'm hearing from their end of it. Yeah, you know, there's he, conversations happening without me. You know he loves this to stir it. Yes, so um, he'll want to be in the middle of that. So so the Rodgers deal has got to get done. The car deal does not. He can just say, write me my check and cut me, and I'll go to who I want. Uh, he has all the cards in that. So the Derek Carr deal is still out there. Um, the other – and this is really – you could make an argument that this supersedes even both of those in terms of the scope of it and the impact it would have on the league is the number one pick in the draft. So the Bears making it clear yesterday that they are in the business of Justin Fields and they will be trading the number one pick in the draft. My hunch would be that there would be a stopwatch clock on that and say, best final, we need them by February 15th, before the combine or whatever. I would think they'd want it done before the combine. Um, you wouldn't want to waste a bunch of time on guys you weren't going to pick. Like, I, I, get I, could it done. To, I could go to the end, end of February. You know, because that first week in March, everything's got to be in. Right after the combine, we we've got to have everything we need. Yeah. This free agency starts the fourteenth, fifteenth, somewhere you were in picking there. Picking number one overall, though, wouldn't you want all of the available time to vet that pick? If you were the Colts, I mean, it, you're going to do the homework on all the quarterbacks anyway. If you're the Colts, we keep coming back to them because they seem to make the most sense. Um, but it feels to me like. Ideally, you would want it done before then. The Bears are going to vet that they're not drafting a quarterback anyway, so they're going to vet the defensive players. I suppose they can still vet quarterback in case they're wowed by somebody at the combine. They could still do that. Here's my question. Should they have actually just come out and said, we're open for business and trading the number one pick? By doing that, have they hurt their chances of getting the most that they can get for that draft pick? I don't think so because it's now known that is the case. So it's out there. Um, I think, you know, if I'm them, I would just put a ca- I'd put a calendar on. I'd put a counter on it, a stopwatch, and say, I, give me a, a deadline. Give me your best and final by this point. Here's the here's the deal. This is Indy. It's Carolina. Uh, those are the first two that come to mind, obviously, in terms of still drafting high and ability to trade. I suppose theoretically, it could be Seattle, would be a team that could do that, um, and then it's Houston, because. 
Houston blew it at the end of the regular season. And so now they are in a position to where they may, in order to get exactly who they want and control the draft, they may have to give up the, the second pick. And by the way, remember with Houston, they have our ones. Correct. So they could put those in a deal. You know, you could trade Chicago. You take – they have two first-round picks. You take two and 13, we'll go up to one and get the quarterback we want. Yeah. That might be enough. Now all of a sudden you're not even worried about next year's number one. Take two thirteen, take a number two. And I want to say that we're, we have – I think they have our third or second, one of the not two. Our, yeah, not our second. Not our but second, but I, they could have a third. Um, but I obviously the one. Third round. So they could absolutely trade that – our first round. They could trade their own, number two overall, and then whatever our pick was. They could put those two in a deal. All of a sudden the Bears get two, first, two picks in the top 15. They can flip their team in a hurry. They can get a receiver, get a defensive player, do both in one round. Houston might be – we spent all this time on Indy. Houston might be the most appealing if you're Chicago because you get the two ones now. Yeah. and, and Something to bear watching. Go, well, it goes back to what you said earlier when it came to the Arizona coaching search. Yes. You, there's, got a, there's a team out there that has their eye on one of these guys yeah. that's going to fall in love with one of these guys. And that's why I said maybe it's something at the Combine that something comes out and you see that happen and all of a sudden now you've got a late entry to the field yeah. and someone says, hey, we're in love with one of these quarterbacks and we're prepared to move up and here's what we're prepared to do. I also wonder, you know, to that point, when some of these big swings for the number one pick have happened, whether it was the Rams going up to get Goff or the Eagles trading with us to get Wentz, um, there's been other instances of that where you've where you've gone all the way up. The Niners with Lance, uh, the Bears with Trubisky. Like sometimes it does come off the pack. Sometimes yeah. it's from a place that you don't see it necessarily coming from. Correct. So that that bears watching as well. And a lot of that business will start to take place once we get to the combine. Yeah, and, and I think we'll, once we'll have a better handle on it, I, it'll be fascinating over the next ten days to see what happens with Carr. Yeah, uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. And then as soon as the Super Bowl's over, I think you're going to start, you know, could you start seeing some deals early on? It could be. You know, because there, there are a number of players on that free agent list we talked about yesterday that, you know, are you going to franchise guys? Are you going to ask? And there's also a number of players that are going to be asked throughout the league to adjust their yeah. salary, to take a pay cut, that here. to move some things around. I Definitely with this franchise. I think this yeah. franchise is definitely something that bears watching. Yeah. You know, there's going to be a lot of guys that all of a sudden could become available if they're not willing to redo deals. Well, Lamar is at the top of that list. Correct. What happens in Baltimore. So there's this, this is going to be a fascinating offseason. It's the second consecutive offseason where quarterback movement will dictate a lot of what happens both in free agency uh, and in the draft. Uh, we are broadcasting live at UH, the main campus. We are doing so. The Browns and UH have announced an extension of their partnership for UH to serve as the official health care partner of the team. It is a thrilling day uh, for both us in the organization and, of course, for UH to be able to, to extend this partnership. Browns fans, tonight through midnight on February 9th at NFL.com slash FedEx, the NFL's official Twitter handle of the NFL mobile app to cast your vote for Nick Chubb as the FedEx Ground Player of the Year. The 2022 FedEx Aaron Ground NFL Players of the Year will be announced during the NFL 
NFL honors on February 9th. As we mentioned, the Pro Bowl games, the skill competitions, those start tonight. We will get into that. We will have luminaries stopping by over the course of the next two hours. I see Chomps is over there who broke Bootsy's heart. Sad. Hate to see it. Uh, we, have, we have all of those things uh, to look forward to. Uh, we're off and running here on a Thursday edition. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily. Brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And there's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone is the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs, as we continue to broadcast Cleveland Browns Daily out here on the main campus at UH on the day that it is official, the extension of the partnership between UH and the Cleveland Browns is the official health care partner of your Cleveland Browns. Uh, we have the Pro Bowl games starting tonight, Gibbe. We do. Um, I tell you, where are you? Are you watching this? I might watch tonight. So we've got. What else am I doing tonight? All right. So you got just from a sports perspective, general sports fan Thursday night. You've got Cavs and Memphis. So Jai in town, kind of a big deal. That's a big one. You've got and you've got Ohio State Wisconsin. If you're a Buckeye fan, so you have that one and then this. So you have you have three. We've had like four days in a row with nothing. Um, I know that because of what I do in the morning. And now we have. (laughs) <laughs> now we have some things here tonight that we can pay a little bit of attention to. So, to me, this feels like for me that my main main screen setup will be uh, Cavs, Bucks, and secondary third screen will be Pro Bowl games because I'm not sure I'm going to need to follow this that closely. I, I don't think it's anything that you're following closely. I think yeah. I have it on in the background. Yeah, it's background noise yeah. a little bit. And then hey. if something happens, away you go. Hey, by the way, Ohio State hoops. Kind Struggles. Of, kind of a must win. Are we oh, approaching? We, we're past win? that. Long past. I mean, we're really. Yeah, you've lost seven of eight. They're, you're not a tournament team, so you'd have to go on a run here. They do have a first round pick in Bryce Senzabaugh, who's a good player, um, who's developed maybe quicker than they thought. But he's he's special to watch. But they're dire straits for the Bucks at the moment. Um, so the Pro Bowl game skill competitions are tonight. So this is the first half of it. This will be a cumulative scoring. Um, so there are five skill challenges tonight. Best catch. Apparently that's a first round. Then precision passing, longest drive, lightning round, and dodgeball. Uh, in terms of our guys, if you want to pay attention to where our guys are, Nick Chubb and Miles will be uh, participating in the dodgeball. I feel like Miles throwing a dodgeball could be dangerous. Um, so he's doing that. Joel and uh, Wyatt will participate in the lightning round, a three-part elimination challenge. So so let's break this down. All right, so this is where we are. Well, this is fascinating. So you Best Catch features two players from each conference in a competition showcasing their creativity, inventiveness, and talent. Thursday's first round will see highlight reels from players shot at iconic venues around Las Vegas. A fan vote. Oh, okay, so this will not be live. So they're shooting this today. Out in Vegas, if I'm reading that right. This is pre-taped. I think it seems pre-taped because there's they're highlight reels from players shooting at iconic venues. So basically, fans are going to vote for what's the coolest based on the venue. I'll tell you what. So maybe somebody, they play this tonight. So, yeah, they're going to play it tonight. Somebody hanging over the edge at the stratosphere on top, that's got a shot. You're going to be you, one-handed out there. That's like on it. that roller coaster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like out yep. there. That I one. like that. So like it's that. Pat Sertan and Stefan Diggs for the AFC, Amron St. Brown and Justin Jefferson for the AFC. 
So I will go back to a line that is in the NCAA 2014 video game where it says, Fair and that's why, that's why he plays defense when they drop it. How am I taking a corner over two receivers? Jefferson's probably got the best hands in the league. By the way, there's grudge match there with Diggs and Jefferson. They were traded for each other. Correct. Um, I go NFC huge there. I think NFC's the big favorite. Yes, 100%. If it's actual catching, I mean, you have two receivers versus a corner and a receiver. Diggs is good. What are you doing? Yeah. Jefferson's the best receiver in the league right now. I think Sertan's going to talk a lot. Well, that would be a win. But but they're not all in the same place. They're in four different. Yeah. They're in different locations. Correct. They're going for, like, the coolness of the catch, I guess. Shot at iconic venues. All right. So this one will have some interest. I would watch this one. This will take place uh, tonight. Precision passing. Each conference's quarterback square off in a one-minute accuracy competition. Tyler Huntley. I mean, this is, is part of this. All right, this is the you want to, This league has superstar quarterbacks, and the quarterbacks that are representing tonight: Trevor Lawrence, Tyler Huntley, Derek Carr, who was benched. Huntley threw two touchdowns down pass all year. In the NFC, it's Cousins, Geno Smith, and Goff. Rough. Got you a lot of good, a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFL. Very few of them are involved. Again, our in guy Brissett should be a part of this. If, I mean, I don't understand how Huntley oh, would. Yeah, I don't, that's, 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 there's no there's scenario a where that makes any sense. Um, but NFC, I mean, Huntley threw two touchdown yes. passes all year. I mean, Lawrence is the best of this lot, but Car- the overall. Car could, Car could contribute, but. Yeah, you got. Th- I, don't, I don't know what you I'm got three get guys versus Huntley. two. I think the NFC, I would have the NFC in that one as well. Yep, I would agree with that. All right, longest drive competition will show off players' prowess driving a golf ball. Pretty straightforward. I wonder if this is going to be like cumulative distance driven the ball. What does it tell you that there are three com- three te- three guys from the commies on this team? Allen, Way, and Payne. By the way, Darren Payne's our guy. Don't don't we want that's the guy we want right there. Don't get hurt, bud. Uh, swinging the golf ball. Yeah, that's a lot of big dudes. Like I don't need you. Uh, yeah, the problem it's it's like the home run derby. You don't want to screw up at anything. You don't want to over swing. Right. So. I'm going to go AFC. You here. have to go AFC because the punter. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Justin Tucker could have like a four handicap, and it yeah. wouldn't surprise me. I I agree. What's with he this. doing? He's got nothing to do. You, I mean, some of the like. There's some big can boys these guys, on the NFC, side right? But can you hit it straight? Yeah. In a long drive, you have to be able to hit it straight. No. I got the AFC at the it, favorite. It, at that. I would agree with you on that. All right. What this lightning round thing? There's a lot going on. Here. There's a lot of guys on this. So the lightning round will feature players competing in a three-part elimination challenge. The first event is splash catch with duos from each conference doing a water balloon toss. That's what Joe talked about with us yesterday. Yep. No pressure, Joe. He'll be fine. He's a gamer. Thereafter, a high stakes portion in which the players will attempt to catch punts from a jugs machine. In the last part of the challenge, thrill of the spill. The remaining players from each conference will take aim at targets attached to a bucket hanging over the head of an opposing coach. The first team to dunk a bucket on the coach wins. So this is everybody else. Uh, now, I, I'm assuming the Mannings will be the coaches that will be underneath. I mean, is Mr. Dog doing this? Mr. Dog would be. I don't think He's Mr. Dog. I'll tell you what. I dare anybody to get him wet. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Dog's not getting wet. I, I could see the, Al- the so. Mannings screwing around, but I don't see him doing it. I, I mean, re- I have no idea what these guys are even competing for. This looks like they have all the bigs involved in this. Yes. So basically what you're going to get is 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 big guy doing funny stuff. I mean, it, is what you hope it, for. I, let's hope that Teller and, um, Teller and Batonio are paired up on the water balloon challenge. Feels like a no-brainer. I feel like it. I mean, you, we can't go against those two. No, we can't go AFC, against that team. I got the AFC. Yep. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what, like Joel said, yes, if they were shuffle, shuffleboard, he'd win for sure. Yeah, how about a little something like that? How about, some, that. how about some bar so games? I like bar games. action. Yeah. I have a feeling you were good at all bar games, Gibbon. Yeah, I have a feeling you were pretty darn good. good. I, I like that. I knew that would be the – I'm terrible at all of them. Not great at pool. I'm not either. That, that one has always escaped me. My father-in-law is like Minnesota Fats, too. Like, he's unbelievable. Really? Just runs. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, if he if he breaks, you don't ever you – know, there's no chance. You're done. Yeah. Um, the middle uh, – the, the final event for Thursday, the middle school classic dodgeball game, will be the centerpiece of a multi-round tournament. Four teams, five players. We'll begin with offensive and defensive players playing interconference games with the winner advancing to the final. Um, so one thing I don't see on here, I don't know. The other thing I see here is no quarterbacks. Smart. However, you're giving Miles Garrett a dodgeball to throw. Well, So what could go wrong I there? Also, I also like the idea of Tyree Kill and Jamar Chase being very hard to hit. Their start stop ability I think would be good. CDs would be good on the NFC side of things. Here's the deal here, bud. Who's, who is going to be incentivized to care? That's the tricky thing. Like, who's going to – if they really try. Is there, is there a monetization? Is there, is there some kind of prize? Yeah, you got to. Is that in someone's contract if you win dodgeball yeah, you of, get the, something. Uh, of the Pro Bowl? Yeah. I and once it, did a dodgeball competition where Justin Zwick, the former Buckeye and Maslin quarterback, was on our team, and we almost ended in a fight. Well, yeah, because he probably hit someone had a way too hard. He had a hose. Yeah. The, <laughs> we actually yeah. lost, but he, was he, as you can imagine, was quite accurate. Um, on the, on the kick-tack-toe, uh, kick, any team with Tucker, I got it. Flag football, straight football, nothing to, nothing to see there. Uh, gridiron gauntlet, side-by-side. Side. These are all for Sunday. Yeah. Side-by-side side relay race. So you're going to have the big fellas race? Our guy, there's, there's the one for you to watch. Browns. Three Browns in that one. Batonio, Garrett, and Chubb. Climb walls, go under tables, navigate a tire run, and push a blocking sled with a coach upon it. You're going to be stunned, like, how fast, how big and fast, like, how fast Miles is. Because my hunch is knowing Miles that he will really be dialed into this and give it his all. Tristan Wirfs will blow you away, too, on that. Yeah. Going back to the whole dodgeball thing, is it their offense versus the defense, or is it offense versus offense? I can't tell. I guess they would – I would think it would be offense – I don't know. You'd think you'd cross-pollinate, right? Offense, defense, defense, offense? I would think so. Yeah. I don't – I'm going to try to remember that this is on tonight. Yeah. I, and I'll, I mean, I'll throw it, it on in the back. Sunday is going to be tough. I don't, Sunday's I don't got think no chance. I'm yeah, – yeah. I don't even know if that's in the DVR. <laughs> no, that's not deep in the DVR. I don't, I don't think that's even going in the no, DVR no, selection. No, no. But I am intrigued by the three Browns in the gridiron gauntlet. And the move the chains thing, I, I, I believe the AFC has screwed this up. Because what move is the, the competition? Move the chains will have two teams from each conference compete in a best-of-three weighted 10-yard wall pull. How is that not Miles Garrett's specialty? Yeah, I would think so. How is okay. Batonio not in that? Yeah, Teller's in it. Teller's on team two. I would want Teller and Batonio in that. Yeah, I don't. Trent Williams will be a beast. That first NFC team's pretty good. Jonathan Allen and Trent Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Demarcus Lawrence in there, too. Yeah, that's some big boys. Yeah. I like Batonio's chances. Teller versus Payne. I kind of like that. Yeah, there you go. So there's uh, photo ops going on right now. Well, this is all very, very exciting. It's exciting stuff here. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So that's good. I mean, it, it is a great day, and it's it's a very big day here. And the the people at UH are, are awesome to us, and they're they're just getting us up and running here today. And you know, every time we work with them, uh, whether it's a doctor, or whether it's someone oh, in PR, yeah. or someone on the marketing side, someone in the fantastic IT team uh, over there working hard, uh, it no matter what. It, they are great to work with, easy to work with, and it, it's great that this partnership's being extended. Yeah, I think I think in the end, it, it you know it felt like a no brainer, and it was, and it got done, and so that's it's as it should be, right? That's that's the operation of it all. Um, still a lot more to come. Jacob Phillips will join us on the program. Greg Newsom will join us on the program. Again, we're broadcasting live at the UH main campus. We're doing so to celebrate the extension of the partnership between UH as the official healthcare partner. Of your Cleveland Browns. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And as we have mentioned, a special day for us uh, with the Cleveland Browns and, of course, with UH as well as we're broadcasting live at UH's main campus as we announce the extension of the partnership between UH and the Cleveland Browns, the official health care partner of the team, and, and certainly one of the principals behind all of this, Dr. Cliff McGarrion, joining us, CEO of the University uh, Hospitals and the Jane and Henry Meyer Chief Executive Officer, Distinguished Chair, sir, such a pleasure, and what a day for all involved, right? It's incredible, Bo. I mean, I, I can't tell you how um, excited, number one, when I took this job to have the relationship with the Browns, and then to know that we have had such a good working relationship that both entities had absolutely no concerns, and more importantly, we're excited to extend this relationship all the way out to 2034. Um I believe that it's an unbelievable privilege for UH to care for the health and the well-being of the Browns players and the staff. If you think about it, the level of uh, care required for a professional athlete, which we have become very attuned to managing, helps us get ready for all the normal bumps and scrapes and bruises for the, from peewee all the way up to the pros. And so I think this is something that UH prides itself in being the hometown team for probably one of the most important uh, brands in football in America, that being the Browns. And uh, the partnership, I think, enriches Northeast Ohio and uh, access to world-class care and uh, helps us stay on our toes. So we're honored to be able to continue this. You know, there, there's the, the jumping-off point is the obvious of, of the care of the greatest athletes in the world. Uh, but, Dr. McGarry, the other thing that, that I think is really cool in, in my years around the franchise and seeing this partnership is what is done at the youth level. Oh, my goodness, yeah. It's stunning um, the, how far we've come and how smart we've become when it comes to uh, youth – of course, we talk about football primarily, but but all of the youth sports and just making parents, coaches especially, more aware of keeping these kids safe and, and, and getting that information out there. And there's no better partnership to do it than this one. You know, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head, Bo. Um, by virtue of nearly a 10-year experience working with probably the most amazing athletes in the world, that being NFL football players, we've learned so much. Um, and really through the Browns partnership, we continue to work very closely with the USA football coach certifications, yeah. which is exceedingly important. 
And with that, and through a relationship with nearly 1,500 uh, youth and high football coaches, really in Northeast Ohio each year, we literally are bending the curve as it relates to how to prevent and respond to things like concussions, injuries on the field, and use what we've learned, frankly, from the pros to be able to translate down to the youth level and prevent injuries and manage things like concussions. A few short years ago, we didn't exactly know what to do. We now know what to do, and I think we've learned that from the pros. I coach, I've coached youth football. Uh, I have to go through the certification process every year. I will tell you that every time I do it, I get nervous about right. making sure I get this thing right. Uh, but we do. And, and what's beautiful about it is, is I, I think about how far we've come in the educating of how to play the game safely, um, how to prevent before concussion ever happens, right. right? I mean, that's a huge thing. We we now avoid it in the way that we teach how to tackle uh, the helmet technology that's come around, and you guys are at the ground floor of all of that. So before a pr- prospective concussion even, and you want you can avoid it, in many instances you can avoid it by what you do at the beginning. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, not only the peewee level, but I think what is, you know, the higher the speed, the higher the mass, mass times velocity, right, you know, requires, creates force, which force then creates injury. As you go from peewee all the way up to high school, we're now embedded in 74 high schools. It's awesome. 74 are part of the UH and the UH-Browns relationship. And I think what we've done, which is really, I think, the difference is creating a year-round, year-round uh, quality medical care program for all the trainers at these high schools all the way up to the many colleges, the monsters, uh, the ballet even now, marathons, figuring out how to prevent, as you said, the injuries by virtue of proper conditioning, mm-hmm. but also proper equipment and proper recognition, I think, both of the early signs of an injury. And I think we are being able to do that with the Browns partnership now throughout really the region. I, I think it's stunning. I've seen it firsthand go into effect. Um, and the... the the results are obvious and they are immediate. Um, you guys at the forefront, obviously, here with the Browns, but also um, you guys have a new sports medicine complex uh, that is coming up. So this is an exciting time for UH beyond, uh, obviously, today, which is, is obviously very exciting. Right. I mean, if you think about it, for every one Browns player that, that's hurt and we're helping take care of, there's nearly two dozen folks between peewees and uh weekend warriors Mm -hmm. who are coming to us and i and uh and what's happened to be honest with you Bo, is um and i i'm absolutely convinced it's part of this relationship and the the benefits of the relationship is the interest in using uh sports medicine and and has grown almost it's mushroomed uh and and because of it we really needed a site to have not only a place where our best and brightest sports medicine doctors, orthopedic surgeons can work, but we also realized, as you kind of alluded to earlier, that training and then rehab after an injury. So we're building literally a half a football field indoor awesome. in the sports facility where there'll be kinesiologists, there'll be gait and an- analysis, they'll be able, once you come out of your surgery or come out of your injury, to be able to mimic your sports work and work with professionals to make sure you don't get injured again and rehab as fast as you can. It'll probably be one of the most sophisticated sports medicine institutes in the United States. Awesome. Uh, it's so exciting. And, you know, i got to tell you, every time we come out here, um, we, we talk to one of your docs, Dr. Vu, is going to join us a little bit later. And, and whether it's critical catch, catch month or uh, you just, just your normal maintenance, and I'll tell you, it's amazing. Nathan and I will do a show out here, and you'll get somebody on social media who says, 
hey, I heard that, and it made me go schedule my yearly checkup. Right. And it's that yearly maintenance sometimes. Like, it's it's you guys getting that message out to Browns fans. Right. We think of it at the highest level, the treatment of Miles Garrett. Right. But it's really full spectrum. It's the kids. It's the youth. It's the adults. It's just taking care of yourself and being more aware of your own health. You know, now you're kind of, I think, bringing up a point that ex- – Ben, it kind of extends outside just the realm of sports. And I think yep. you touched uh, on a concept that we really believe wholeheartedly at UH is the notion of the quality of care to prevent the need to come to the hospital. One of the principal drivers of being able to keep yourself healthy is an annual physical. And unfortunately, the biggest culprits of who don't do it regularly are men. Yeah, we're bad at it. They're worst. We're terrible. Well, that's why we don't live as long. I know. <laughs> okay. We're not, we're not as smart. We're not as we're smart. stubborn. And so one of the things that's going to be right next to the Sports Institute is going to be the most incredible concept. It's called the Cutler Center for Men's Health. We're going to try to bend that curve because the, bi- the biggest if you will, folks who don't really follow the rules are the men. Yeah. They don't get their annual physicals. So we're really building that in juxtaposition to the sports center to try to increase annual physicals. And if you do that, you prevent diabetes. You manage diabetes. You deal with hypertension before it turns into a stroke. You deal with what you thought was chest pain and just musculoskeletal. It turns out to be real cardiac ischemia. And we can intervene before something bad happens. And I think that's the goal of why we believe in the concept of healthcare value, yeah. which is taking care of the whole person, preventing the need for hospitalization. It's wonderful. And this was a wonderful day. I yeah, thank it, you it, so much for joining us. Thank you so much it's for having me. It's a real pleasure. Great such, job. Such a pleasure. The great CEO, Dr. Cliff McGarry, joining us here at UH on a very special day for the Browns and for UH. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And we are broadcasting live at UH on the main campus uh, on the day that the extension is officially announced with the partnership between UH and the Cleveland Browns as the official healthcare partner of the team. Uh, and with that, what a, what a real treat. Jacob Phillips joining us here uh, at, at the main campus at UH. Uh, how you doing, man? How's, how's the rehab going? Rehab's good. Uh, doing good. You know, uh, enjoying the uh, Cleveland winter. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's been pretty beat. mild. Yeah, yeah, it's been a little bit mild. But when it snows, it's pretty, though. Super pretty. Yeah, that, well, that's yeah. – see, we always say, like, the, the sweet spot is – is the temperature where the snow stays, yeah. but not when it, it – if it's going to melt, then it's got to go all the way. Yeah, just go You don't ahead, want that mud. And get out, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you don't want. Hey, speaking of, of winter, uh, obviously you didn't, you didn't play in the game, but the, the Saints game, uh, when, when, when you stepped outside and felt that cold, how, does, how, would, how did our guys – how the heck do you do that? How do you play in what was 30 degrees below zero feel like temperature? Yeah, that's that's tough. That's a that's a tough one. Uh, I didn't experience that, but uh, you know, it's one of those things where you know you just get to get your like different dudes got their different like mix of you know how to keep themselves warm. But I'm more of a just like straightforward Vaseline, bring it on the sideline, you know, put it on, put it on your arms and stuff, uh, you know, during the game. But uh, I don't know. They had to they had the uh, cold weather. Uh, vest also, so. You know, oh, you had the little yeah. heated vest? Were they like heated? Yeah. yeah oh, well, that yeah, helps. Yeah, yeah, that helps. Yeah. And then the Vaseline, you have to reapply it, right? Yeah, you got to. You got to keep. You yeah, keep it fresh. Absolutely crazy. Hey, man, let's let's uh, let's look back on on this season, your career to this point. 
it's 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 so much as bad luck with injury because when you play you're a dude you're the same dude you were at lsu you come on you make the immediate impact it's just bad luck as a as an athlete from an injury standpoint um how do you keep from the frustration how much of it is a mental struggle with with man again uh yeah you definitely get that especially uh you know right when it happens uh you know i'm not gonna lie like you know that stuff is like tough just like you almost feel like you know it's but you know you, you get over it uh you know you realize that you know that's the life of you know a football player and uh you know uh you gotta find a way back you know climb the mountain again uh you know rehab hard you know don't skip the steps and you know uh try and learn from uh anything you did in the past to you know make yourself better for the future yeah the the um we we often talk about the the physical aspect of it of what you go through and i don't know that you can unless you've had a an, an injury like that that requires a surgery rehab i don't know if you can properly even wrap your head around that uh but the mental part is something that i think sometimes we gloss over because for you guys as a professional athlete jacob this is an up at dawn siege year round. Like you don't ever, you're not ever off. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, your yeah. body's always in tune. You're healthy. Everything from diet to training to all of it. Like there is no the professional athlete in, in 2023. There is no off season. No, Can't afford it. No, no. Yeah, it's definitely a year round gig. Uh, you know, everything that you really put in your body, the hours that you sleep. You know, it, like you never really have a day where you wake up with no alarm. You know, for the whole year. So. Uh, you know, but that's what makes it fun, you know, just all the stuff that you pour into it. Like, I bet the guys going to the Super Bowl, like, you know, whoever wins that, they, they're just going to feel so much, uh, I don't know, so much achievement because of, you know, all the stuff that we pour into, you know, that singular moment, you know, to be able to win the Super Bowl. That's why you see the tears, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. It's a yeah. lifetime of work yeah. paying off in, in that moment. Um, in, in terms of, of on the field this year, this was a tricky year. I mean, there, there was a lot going on. Um, defensively, it was something that we came along as the season went along. Um, some some moments early that I'm sure you'd like to have back. It, it ends up with, uh, you know, Joe Woods being dismissed as the defensive coordinator. Jim Schwartz comes in. Um, when you look at – at some of the, the things that are positives for this defense because I look around and I see the talent, and I'm sure you do too, and you go, we, we're we better than sometimes maybe what we're showing. Do, do you guys feel like that as a collective? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, going into last year, you know, we uh, had high expectations for ourselves and, uh, you know, we weren't able to, you know, fully uh, achieve that, you know, consistently throughout the year. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, we just got to look in the mirror and work on ourselves, you know, just be able to be consistent as a unit and, uh, you know, uh, you know, put up put up the numbers that we need to put up. That young linebacker room's got a lot of talent in it. Um, if, if, if we can all if we can all stay healthy, I think it's got a chance to be one of the better ones in the league. Um, are you guys when you look around that room and you think of the ability, you're all young, you think of the ability to grow together. Um, how exciting is that to what this could be? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's always uh, special, you know, when you build that. You know, kind of like just trust, you know, within each other, uh, you know, with an experience with each other for playing, uh, you know, those amount of years together. And, uh, you, you know, you kind of see that in college. Like if it's, they have like a real good recruiting class, when those dudes end up being, you know, juniors, that's when everything, you know, kind of clicks for them. So, uh, you know, just, you know, those years of trust and building with each other, uh, you know, eventually I think it, uh, it clicks. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for, you know, what's to come. Yeah, it, it is. And, and Jim Schwartz in as, as defensive coordinator, uh, we had a chance to talk to him, you know, that first week when he was brought in. You're still rehabbing. You see him around the building. What have those conversations like been co with Coach Schwartz? And, and, and what do you think he can bring to the table? 
Uh, yeah, you know, I've heard nothing but good things, you know, uh, from, you know, speaking to people, you know, who may have uh, played for him in the past or know somebody who plays for him in the past. And, uh, you know, I, I met him uh, and, you know, seems, you know, a really good guy. You know, obviously that has nothing to do with, you know, coaching, obviously, you know, but uh, just, you know, everything I've heard is, is just, you know, five stars. So, uh, you know, I'm super excited to, you know, be able to, you know, pick his brain about, you know, the defense that, uh, you know, he's installing and, uh, just super excited to play in it, and uh, you know, you know, it should be fun. Talking to our great linebacker Jacob Phillips here as we broadcast live at University Hospitals on the main campus on the day that we announced the extension of the partnership between the Cleveland Browns and UH. Um, you know, you, you mentioned we, we, you think about the Schwartz move, uh, you think about uh, this defense and and all of the things that have to happen in this off season. As an organization, um, do you? Th- for us, we feel like sometimes when we talk to some of you guys, it feels like there is a sense of urgency that we've got a lot of our best players in their prime, either entering or in the middle of their prime. And there does feel like there's a sense of urgency, like we got to get going and, and next year's the year. Yeah. Is that, is that, do you guys feel that? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's why I would say that, uh, you know, necessarily we don't, we don't really like look at, you know, all the small components maybe that, uh, you know, you know, outside people will look sure. at. But, you know, uh, obviously within it, you know, we feel like we have a good roster and, uh, you know, with a good roster, uh, you know, you have a chance to win. So, uh, you know, we feel that, you know, coming into to the last season, you know, we felt like you know, we were going to have a great year because, uh, you know, people in the room, you know, the things we had installed and all that. So uh, I think NFL to win games in the NFL is, is uh, you know, super hard and it takes, uh, you know, it takes all the little things and, and that's just the things that we're going to push towards next season uh, is doing all the little things right and uh, letting that build to success. I always think about uh, the Halloween night game against the Bengals. A lot of your LSU boys on that team certainly yeah. know those guys well. Yeah. Um, but, but I think about that night, and I, I think about how dominant we were on that night, and then that Bengals team became the hottest team in the NFL. And you could probably argue, if, if not for a lot of craziness happening in the fourth quarter, they're playing for a Super Bowl for the second consecutive year. I understand it's one night, but we've had a lot of success against them. And so when you have that success, does that does that give you belief of what you're capable of on a consistent basis? In an AFC, by the way, Jacob, that is just – I mean, this is a snake pit with Mahomes and Allen and Burrow and all of it. I mean, it's – the standard is really high in this conference. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely think, you know, uh, you take you take little, little small victories, you know, within a year, uh, you know, for uh, – for different reasons and you know you just kind of do that just to uh, you know maintain confidence you know obviously uh, not making the playoffs uh you know it can, you can get down but you can take the good moments of the season and uh you know use those to you know have inspiration for you know what's to come and you know uh, doing that on a consistent basis and you know stacking those games back to back so uh you know that's what that's what the good teams that's what the Bengals did you know they they won a lot of games back to back to back you know they they found a groove and stacked it so that's what it takes, uh, you know, going on long stretches of winning and, uh, you know, having it boil down to the end of the year, you know, uh, and when you're in control of it. You got more than probably, you know, as one of the guys on the team, you got to see him a lot. Um, we got to see him the last six games. But so much of what you talk about in the AFC is at the quarterback position. Uh, we got a little taste of what Deshaun Watson is capable of. You got to see him in camp. You got to see him when he was returned from a practice standpoint. What do you think – a full off season here will do for him. And what did you see in practice? Were there moments in practice where you're like, "Oh, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I see what that four is all about." Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, especially in camp, 
like the small windows he'd be able to fit the ball in and, uh, you know, just throw it on the rope, like, you know, off balance, off one foot. And, uh, you know, just command he had at offense, uh, you know, I was definitely, uh, you know, super impressed uh, then. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that you know, I will be in the future. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's bound for a great season next year. You listen to 850 WKNR Cleveland, a good Karma Brands radio station. Um, we, we talked a little bit about the, the Bengals and the LSU guys. Let's go back to your college for a minute here. And you looked around. Did you, did you guys know you had all that? Did it feel like it when you were there? Like all of that talent? <laughs> like it's uh, a remarkable – it goes down in some of the most talented teams in the history of college football when you were there. Did it feel like it? Uh, not necessarily because, uh, you know, most of the dudes were in my class. Right. Like, I mean, we're all uh, going into our junior year. And, uh, you know, I just felt like going into that season, I didn't think that we necessarily thought that we were going to go to the national championship. You know, we went to the, uh, you know, New Year's Six Bowl – uh, last season, and you know, we felt like we had a you know better shot at what we did last season. But uh, you know, only two teams make it to the national championship, and uh, you know, I think after we beat Alabama that year, it was just like no brainer. Like it was just smooth coasting after that. Like we didn't even think about you know the next game. We just you know already knew that uh, you know if we took care of business during the week, it was going to show on the field. So I covered Joe in high school, okay, okay. Uh, in Southern Ohio. Yeah. Um, and if you were to tell me then that he would be what he is now I would have said you were nuts like there was no path where those things connected when was the point at LSU where you thought where you realized he was different uh yeah so he was there my sophomore year and my junior year but yeah. you know sophomore year uh you know it was the first year there you know ups and downs uh you know uh we, you know we still finished in top 10 I think that year but uh going into junior year you know, just seeing how he did in spring and camp, like, he was just a whole different person. And, you know, we used to compete against some guys, like, uh, you know, a whole lot of trash talking, a whole lot of fighting with each other and, uh, right. you know, going at each other. So, you know, I feel like we just made each other better uh, through that whole lead up into the uh, season. And, uh, you know, it just really showed. Yeah, I, th- I think you're making the argument it's the most talented college football team of all time. I mean, truly, yeah, it's, sure, I, sure. I, th- I think it's truly there. Like early Miami, that Bama team the next year is really good too, but it's stunning. You going to watch this Pro Bowl stuff tonight? Are you aware of what they're doing, man? No, Here's the it? competitions. <laughs> Best catch, precision passing, longest drive. I don't even know what lightning round is. Dodgeball. Of those, which do you think you'd do best at? You hit a golf ball a long ways? No, nah, I'm not too good. I got to take some lessons this, uh, this offseason. I have a sneaking suspicion you'd be good at dodgeball. Yeah, Feels for like sure, you could sure, whip sure. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dodgeball. And they got to hit me with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that could be good. Yeah. Jacob, good talking to you, man. Yes, sir. My Thank pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Continued luck on the re- – man, this is – it's all there, right? Mm-hmm. It's all there. It's just a matter of getting there, getting through it all. Uh, but it's great to see you, buddy. Continues, yes, continued luck in the rehab. The great Jacob Phillips joining us here. We thank you so much for your time, buddy. Uh, and we will continue here. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily. We are broadcasting live at UH on the main campus on the Thursday edition of the program, and doing so uh, because of the extension of the partnership between UH and the Cleveland Browns, the official health care provider and partner of the team. Gibby, back with me. You know, I was um, 
the enti- that entire break, I just talked with Jacob about the amount of talent on the 2019 LSU team. I, I overheard it. So I fun. heard 15 graphics. So fun. It was like 1,000. <laughs> when, when 2019 LSU played the 2019 Bama team, they beat them in Tuscaloosa. I mean, you make the argument that's the most – that's the most talent that's ever played on a college football field, quite frankly, because that's Waddle, Smith, Judy, Najee, Mack. That's just the offense. I mean, that's Chase, Jefferson, Burrow, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jacob and Greedy, Grant Delpit. I mean, the Bama guys on that defense. I mean, it was very well may have been the most talent that's ever been on a college football field. Yeah. You know, and it yeah. was. And it lived up to it. It was stunning. LSU got up to the fast start. Bama came back. He was. We were talking off air. He was telling the story about landing back in Baton Rouge, and the entire city was lining the airport, uh, the the fence around the airport, waiting for them because uh, they had. And then from that point, it's over. I mean, they annihilate everybody from that point on. They they blew the doors off of Oklahoma in the semifinal. They were up like forty to seven um, in the first half, um, and then they beat the breaks off of Clemson in the national title game. Clemson was going for back-to-back national titles. They whipped him. Uh, but that was fun. Uh, Jacob's a good dude, man. Um, and every time he plays, he's elite. We just got him just to, got to stay healthy. It's just bad healthy. luck. It's not you know, it's nothing he's doing. It's just bad luck. Um, but when he's healthy, he is he's really, really special, uh, to say the least. He also said after they beat LSU the next morning, he uh, drove out and went duck hunting. <laughs> no, he did and went duck hunting the next day. Got home late. Seems like the perfect thing to do in the South. Um, <laughs> as as we go around the NFL landscape, um, I thought this was, um, you know, Nathan kind of came up out of the clear blue sky of a, on a segment this week, if I ever needed one, called Thing or Not a Thing. Um, I thought this was a big thing, what Kyle Shanahan did yesterday when he said there's not any scenario of quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo returning to the team in 2023. Uh, I know we have two starters on our team right now and that I believe we can win with. Um, it was – this is one of those cases, like sometimes you'll say, well, that seems like it's taken out of context. This one is taking out of context because it was even more visceral than my reading of it. Correct. It was like, that video no, was he's done. It felt personal. Yeah. So, Which is weird. The only thing I, mean, I can think of is, I mean, I'm sure it's personal from Jimmy's side. Like, I understand that completely. Like, you traded, like, you you bailed on me. Um, I just wonder, the only thing I do, just from, just from a conspiracy theorist standpoint, I just thought to myself, I wonder if Kyle thought he was going to be eligible to play Sunday. Exactly. Cause, well, I mean, the, the, the rumors were out there. Yeah. Like, I mean, could he have put on a helmet and played? And, like, we talked about the videos of him, like, all the smiling and stuff. Like, I just wonder if all of that stuff bothered. I might, by the tone of this, I would say the answer to that is emphatically yes. I think, I, I think there was something to that because – there were a couple games left in the regular season. It was right before Christmas. Yep. And there were all of a sudden these reports that maybe Jimmy G could be available yep. if they get far enough. Oh, yeah. Championship game, Super Bowl. That's right. And they kept bringing up the championship game. Yep. So, you know, did he pull himself out of that? Well, I'm not I, 100%, and you want to go with this guy. And I'm not going to be the backup. So if I'm not starting – if, it if he's healthy, all of that stuff was is plausible based on the way that he answered the question. Correct, in my view. So, if he's healthy, would you have played Brock Purdy or Jimmy G? I would have played Purdy. Hotter hand. He hadn't lost. I mean, so you you rolled the, the dice with him. Well, and maybe that's where Jimmy G said, "I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be active to be a backup." Yeah, could be. But it felt like there was more to it. 
Correct. When you listen to the comments, it feels like there's more to it. Uh, at long last, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa cleared from concussion protocols, expect to be fully ready for the That's a, an amazing juxtaposition. <laughs> cleared from concussion <laughs> protocol. He was in concussion protocol for three months. Basically. Expected to be fully ready for the 2023 season. I, I'll be, how, how I'll be really candid with you. I don't see any scenario how you how that those two things can be in the in same conjunction. Sense. Yeah, there's no. I I think it's all in play for Tua. I I think it's very possible that he's done. I mean, I think it would be fair to say I'm good. I mean, he's had so he's had the concussion stuff this year. He's had catastrophic injury. Uh, he's been injured his entire football career. I'm going to ask Dr. Vuce about that. He's joining us here in a second because um, one of the things that I am concerned about raising boys who play sports, as you know, that never stop yes. is when does the body get to rest? And you think about Tua, like he was in like elite 11 quarterback stuff from the time he was a freshman in high school and has basically trained like a professional quarterback for probably a decade. And you just wonder how much can the human body withstand? And it feels like he's reaching that threshold. Well, I, you go back to what Gerard has always told us. The injuries don't stop once they start. No, stack them. So it, 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 they're just going to keep coming now. Yeah. And, and at what point, at what point, if you're Miami, do you go, maybe we need to move on because yeah. we, we have a window now. <laughs> and if this guy well, can't be here for every game or the majority of games, then maybe we need to look elsewhere. They need to have a real frank conversation with him uh, and then themselves about because, to your point, they are right now win. It's a window. They're, they're absolutely there right now. They have everything else. When he's there, he's great. They're undefeated with him. That's all well known. Um, but there is an opportunity to go get a quarterback. Now, I don't need him here. We don't need anybody else in the AFC. But there is an opportunity here where some quarterbacks could be moved. And if you put one of them and paratroop them into that situation, it feels like a place where you could win bigly right away. So Bears watching, to say the least. I don't think there's any way that they could go into a season with just him. They no. have to have somebody behind him. And it has to be someone of consequence. Of consequence who can, who can play. Now, I don't know what that looks like, who wants to go be a backup or who's at the point in their career where they're willing to be a backup. Um, but like a veteran backup, I think, to me, they, they have to do that. But if, if I'm a veteran backup, that's an attractive spot, unfortunately, because Think about guy, our guy there. Yeah. I mean, Jacoby would thrive there. Yeah. In the, he, play, he thrived in this He's, offense. This, it's a similar setup. Similar talent. Um, he doesn't necessarily have the arm that is required or wanted for the Tyree Kill type players, but um, that's Bears watching. I mean, it, you would have played in what seven games, oh, eight yeah. games this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was interesting as well. Cowboys owner Jerry oh, Jones boy. confirming reports that Mike McCarthy will call offensive plays moving <laughs> forward. Look, Jera bet big on Mike McCarthy. He was not going to admit that he was wrong. And I don't know that he necessarily is wrong. I mean, they've, they won 12 games. Sure. Like, they had a successful season. But I also think that he knows he's in a championship window that has closed even a little bit from what it was a couple of years ago. And the tricky thing was, the other thing that, that he said, is this from the, I think I saw a video of him in like a, a camouflage hat doing an interview. I think it's at the Senior Bowl is probably where he is. And he's doing this interview, and he talks about how the Rams and the Eagles – like, the guy asking the question certainly framed it as, like, do you have the guts to go all in? And he took an affront to that, as he would have. Of course. <laughs> so he, he's, like, offended, like, all, all I do is go all in, blah, blah, blah. So um, 
he, he makes those comments and then brings up both that the Eagles and the Rams, he is aware that the Eagles and the Rams have won it doing that. But he said if you don't hit on it, it's a long way back. Now the difference is, I mean, the, the Rams, absolutely. The Eagles situation, while they signed a bunch of free agents and we went through the free agent list yesterday, they've got six guys on the top 50 free agents list. Um, their core will remain. So unlike the Rams, whose core evaporated kind of overnight with injury and everything else, it is one of those things where if you're him and you continue to age, you've been to Super Bowl since 1995, that's an appealing place. It's always going to be. That yes. star resonates. The, that stadium, the yeah, facility. The whole operation. The, no state tax. Yeah. I mean, no. that's – he's always going to get people. But, like, they've got – They've got some major decisions to make. The, they do. The running back position, you're going to keep paying Ezekiel Elliott? No. I think that's, uh, that's another one of those, can you admit you're wrong? Yeah. You know, on the Zeke thing. Um, we have two major head coaching vacancies left, Arizona uh, and, of course, uh, Indy. Indy. So, from the Arizona standpoint, it, it would not surprise me if they didn't hire any of the people listed that they've interviewed. Vance Joseph, Aaron Glenn. Didn't Aaron Glenn just go to – no, he didn't go anywhere. It's Deuce Staley. Deuce went. Staley went. The, the other way. Yeah, he went to uh, Carolina. I believe his mother is sick, and they actually okay. let him out of his deal to go go be, near be home. a senior assistant or something along okay. those lines in Carolina. Uh, the Bron- Broncos defensive coordinator, Evero, Aaron Glenn, and then Vance Joseph are the, uh, are the potential uh, guys Vance Joseph would be keeping in-house. They would be the one I would tell you to just keep an open mind. I mentioned this off the top of the show. I would not at all be surprised if they went – off the grid. They did that last time. That would not surprise me uh, at all if they did that again. The other one is the Colts, of course. To me, and based on people I talked to last night, I, I think it's a three-horse race, and I think it's uh, Shane Steach and the Eagles offensive coordinator, uh, Brian Callahan, Bill's son, uh, right? He's Bill's son, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bengals offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, and then uh, Jeff Saturday, uh, the Colts' interim head coach currently, that it'll be between those three in Indy. And it almost feels like at that one, it feels like, well, which one of you three can put together the best staff? That's how they're going to make the decision on on who's going to get that gig. But that's, from I what mean, I, I, from a conversation I had last night, it's those three. I mean, I, I would say Callahan. Yeah. But, I mean, you can make, make an argument for the Eagles. Yeah, and what they've done offensively. Well, that but depends on what gotten some star power. It also depends on what you, who you're drafting a quarterback. Correct. Like, are you picking fourth overall? Like, Levis could probably play in an offense similar to the one Hurts plays, but that's not C.J. Stroud, and that's not Bryce Young. Bryce Young's no. not that. So it depends a little bit on the quarterback you draft at number four, and all of the belief is that they're going to take one. That's why I'm saying, like, there is that all of these things are – some of these dominoes need to fall before some of these decisions can be made. It does feel like that's where we're at. Yeah, is Indy waiting for the Super Bowl to make a decision? You can look. You got the Super Bowl next weekend. Then you're off for three, two weeks, two and then weeks. you're at the combine. So you you have a a three four week window there where a lot of this stuff I think is going to happen. By the end of the combine, you're going to have a lot of this stuff sorted out. But even and it's remarkable. If you go through the coaching searches, you know, Baltimore's still looking for an OC. Oh, yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of coordinator positions. You know, if you're a team, you, you want to hopefully have your stuff done before you even get to the combine. Because once you hit the combine, you go combine right into free agency, Absolutely. into the heart of yeah. interviewing for the draft. Like, 
if, if these if these teams don't even have coaches for another ten days, yeah, then what? Then what? Exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, that you're you are you are behind the ball in terms of putting together people. Yeah, I think it's going to happen fast and furious here. I think you're waiting on these two jobs, and then I think everything will fill in pretty quickly. It feels like the enemy's going to go to Baltimore, so that would make. Seems like he could be the offensive coordinator there if he gets away. He's never going to get a head job working under Reed. Everyone's always just going to say it's Andy Reed's offense, Pat Mahomes. Like he he needs to go somewhere else on his own to sort it out. Is I was thinking about this. Is does it make sense from a hiring standpoint, coaching wise, interviews? Because we talked about a couple weeks ago, Ryan's who was interviewing for like four jobs the day before. The game against Dallas, the divisional game, and he finally said after the second one, "I can't do this. I got to focus." Should the window open the day after the AFC NFC Championship, and you got two weeks there before the Super Bowl? I would just, I think that I'll take it. I'll go be a step further. Have it, have it open this Monday after the Super Bowl, and just back up the league a week. Yeah, back up the league year a week. Back up the combine. Do the combine the first week of March. Instead of last week of February, um, that that would not that wouldn't harm anything. That would buy you an extra week. It's the same problem that college football's in with this ridiculous national signing day in December, where people have to make hires, you know, yeah. while guys are still coaching. It's the same thing here. Like let the season come to its conclusion and then make the hires possible. Um, all right, coming up next, uh, our great friend, Dr. James Vuk, is going to join us uh, here on the program as we broadcast live out at UH on the main campus. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back out here at the main campus at UH as we continue with Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And every time we come here, this is a conversation I look forward to. Dr. Bruce joining us. Sir, thank you. How are you doing? This is a nice day, man. Great. We're excited for today. Thank you for being here again. Yeah. We really do appreciate it. But what a wonderful day and, and thrilled to extend our partnership with the Cleveland Browns for another 10 years. Yeah, it's one of those things where um, when Gibby told us, told me we were heading out there, I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's appropriate. That's what it should be. Like UH and the Browns, it's been such a wonderful partnership to this point. So much good has been done. Um, it, it's funny when when we whether we watch the games or we're in person. I'm with the boys. I'm like, oh, they're always like, and I'm like, hey, doctor, there he is. He's right there. The boys are like, oh, the guy behind Miles. I'm yes, that's him. We know that guy. He doesn't. That's it. So it starts at that level, right? With with treating professional athletes. But really, I would imagine for you guys, while while that is where where you are, the trickle down of that all the way to the youth programs where you guys have been so hands-on uh, with the Browns, the impact can be so great. That's one of the things we've been uh, most uh, excited about and been most fulfilled with with this partnership is not only providing that top-level care to our Cleveland Browns players and, and the organization every day, certainly that's the core of our business, but we can take all we've learned from caring for the team, including all of the emergency action plans and the best way to do an ACL surgery or whatever type of injury, and really translate it to the rest of Northeast Ohio. And our school programs have grown to over 70 uh, youth uh, uh, high schools and organizations across the, awesome. across the area 
area, as well as a lot of non-football things, too. I know we do high schools, but we've really extended to the Cleveland Ballet and to the triathlon and the marathon. And all of that, uh, all of that uh, expertise and experience has allowed us to take great care of, of all of our athletes across northeast, northeast Ohio, and that's really important to us. You know, I think about it um – even the trickle down, you know, for, for me personally in the, the USA football and the, the concussion prevention and all of the stuff that I was taught there in order to get a certificate for the opportunity to be able to coach little kids in football. It's interesting, though, because I've seen it cross pollinate into the other sports I've coached and the information that I gleaned in those transitioned over into the other sports. And so we think about it primarily as youth football and the concussion incident issue, but it's really something that applies to all of the youth sports and all of the activities that these kids are in. And my God, mine are in a thousand. We never get a rest. Uh, absolutely. I, uh, the NFL has really has led the way, and the Cleveland Browns have been a great example of that, have led the way for health and safety for our players. And it has allowed us to, to benefit those other teams. And we've, we've served as the example for all, the, all of those other organizations as we as we figured out new ways, new and better ways to take care of athletes. Uh, first thing other, the, the, the first thing others do is want to emulate that and, and uh, translate it to their sport. And that's one of the things we're most proud of is when you see that initiative that's executed at the NFL or the football level is adopted by another organization really tells you you were successful in that program and we have it's amazing we have kids and we'll get into the other side of this in a second but uh we we have kids we have adults that are more active than ever um and you guys are, are meeting that with this new uh sports complex the sports sports center that's coming over um how exciting is that for you that that a sports medicine clinic of, of that nature is now going to be under the uh umbrella as well we couldn't be more excited from the support of our uh, of our hospital and our hospital administration to build the Druszynski Sports Medicine Institute on the east side in Beechwood. It's a 70,000 square foot sports medicine facility uh, with operating rooms, ORs, uh, MRI, but inside is a, is a nearly 50-yard indoor football field, a basketball court with the same type of court that's nice. out there with the Cleveland Cavaliers as well as physical therapy. And we have great physicians. We know we have great physical therapists and athletic trainers. Our programs out in the community have been very successful and now this is the physical manifestation that the facility that really shows uh, the type of program that we are so we're thrilled uh, with you know, with the support from the hospital and from from our wonderful donors who have made it happen uh, it's going to be a great uh, a great uh, beacon there for the for the entire community for all of those athletes and yeah. the peewee to pro and the weekend warriors to come use and uh, not only treat them for their injuries but we're doing a lot of injury prevention there as well so it's a really novel facility from that standpoint well and that that gets to the other side of this um because, you know, you, as I mentioned with the young boys, like there is um, at the youth level incredible pressure to have these kids in one thing after another. And I push back the best I can, but it's hard because their friends are doing it. Um, the reality is, is that, and I do wonder if it's all linked when you, when you think about some of the, whether it's ACLs or some of the stuff that we're seeing with, with or Tommy John and pitchers in high school and stuff. Take a break, man. Let him be a kid. I mean, sometimes that's part of it too, isn't it? Yeah, the, the two things I say over and over again every time before we get into the details of the science, first and foremost with these kids, we've got to keep it fun. It's yeah. still got to be fun. It's still a sport. So we want to make sure that that environment we put them in is still fun. While, there's, while it's competitive and a lot to learn, it's still fun. But then ultimately, even our pros have an off season, right? And we mm -hmm. think about our kids, and they jump from one sport to the next to the next, and often they're doing two or three sports yeah. at once, and there's no off season. So you're right. Take a break is exactly right. Can you can you sneak a little break here or there? Uh, just like the pros need an off season, or just like the pros have an off season, I think we need to uh, give the kids a chance to take a breather, even if it's just even if it's just a week here or there. You know, and it's the physical, it's the mental too. 
Yep. Like these kids get fried, man. They're little dudes, like little dudes, little girls. Like they gotta, they gotta have a chance. It's it's the adults that ruin it. It feels yeah, like in some instances. Go out there and be a kid here a little bit. Get right. decompressed. Go play in the backyard a little bit. Um, this is really, when you think about this partnership uh, with the Browns and UH, you talked about the new medical, the sports uh, medical center that's coming, uh, truly national leader in terms of sports technology and athletic performance. Um, I would imagine for, for you in, in your background and, and what you aspire to be, this has got to be about as good as it gets. Yeah, the support from the Cleveland Browns and from an academic institution like University Hospitals really has allowed us to be the best sports medicine docs we can be and really impact uh, impact our specialty, particularly with research and innovation. And this 10-year relationship has us all working well together, doing our day-to-day core job uh, very well, but now has propelled us that we can develop these new technologies, these new sensors, new surgical techniques to really help to take care of the athletes of the future and move us into the next 10 years. And that's one of the parts of this relationship I'm the most excited for, excited with, with the Cleveland Browns being a very forward-thinking organization, an academic institution like University Hospitals really allows us to combine our powers uh, to advance that research and innovation to help our athletes uh, stay healthy. Talking to the great Dr. Uh, James Voos. He is the head team physician, of course, with the Browns and the distinguished chair of orthopedics and sports medicine here at UH. Um, were you, I, you know, I mentioned you on the sidelines, and we had as scary a moment as you're going to have ever have on an NFL sideline with DeMar Hamlin. Um, and it's interesting because from my vantage point, 30,000 feet, I think I can't imagine how many people trained how long for that moment that they probably thought would never happen. As you, were you watching it live when it happened, and were you thinking about, and, and then where did your head go if you were? As first and foremost, you, you, your thoughts immediately go to you want the player to be okay. Sure. You're really thinking about them and their families. And uh, being a team physician, you really get to know all of those players personally. So that's one of the first things you're all of a sudden your heart goes out to them first and foremost. But from a medical standpoint, you really go into action mode. We train for this over and over again, starting in the spring, mapping out our emergency action plan for all of the potential scenarios that occur. That way, when they do occur, it becomes muscle memory. The whole team starts to work together, and we practice those all the time. And then an hour before every game, we review them again with with the visiting team in place. So there's an amazing group of healthcare professionals that really all come together uh, for when we hope we're all there watching the game and those things never have to happen. But when they do, we've trained and rehearsed so everybody just falls into their roles. Uh, That way you can take the best care of that athlete possible and and react and get them safely off the field. I think so many of us who see you guys and appreciate the work marveled at how that went, how how a life was saved, quite frankly. Um, And and it, it was because of that. And you think about how serious all of that has to be taken for the one. I mean, that's a one in a million. That never happened. And, and yet it was, it was that, and, it, and the next thing you know, it went from one of the great tragedies to one of the most amazing stories, all because of that preparation being ready and people jumping into place. Yeah, their medical teams did a phenomenal job. And the, uh, the, the fortunate part in the NFL is we want to we replicate that at every single stadium. Yep. And now that, the learning that we have from that, that's a perfect example of those emergency action plans getting translated out. How can we help each of our colleges and soccer clubs and high schools uh, be able to set up that same level of care? Because every life matters, and, and, those can, and those type of things could happen in any sporting event. Uh, so it's been a great learning opportunity and a great uh, – uh, fortunately, the outcome was, was remarkable uh, and a great opportunity to show uh, how important it is to have those safety uh, 
safety programs in place. Yeah, it really was. Ended up being from one of the most terrifying moments to one of the most feel-good stories of the year is, is the way it all played out because people were prepared and they were ready. This is a fun day. It's good, yeah, thank it's you. good to extend it. Thank you very much. We're looking forward to the next 10 years. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Dr. Bruce, thank you so much for joining us here. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland, broadcasting live out here at UH on the main campus uh, on the day that the extension of the partnership between the Browns and UH was made public, according to Dr. Roos, 10 years, so there you go. 10 years. Breaking news. There you go. I mean, I, the whole release was, there was a lot, so I, di- I didn't get into the 10-year part, but it was, <laughs> I did see, that was it's nice, a nice for him. Uh, it's That's a, a nice, nice a, chuck. Yeah. It's not too shabby. That's great. Very good. Uh, and I know at some point we will uh, we'll get out to Beachwood and be able to see that new sports sports medicine complex. I know they're put, doing some finishing touches and getting everything yeah. up and running, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, it'd be very very cool. Yeah, to get out there. Um, Got to get one of those on the west side. No pressure. That's appropriate. Where yeah. it is, it's good where it's located. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, it's fine where it is it's right fine. now. Just it's about a satellite location. About 16 minutes. Maybe one 16 day. 16 minutes. Sooner rather than later. 16 minutes from the house. That's an easy <laughs> get to. Hopefully I never have to. You, you yeah, hope exactly. I never have to do those things. Um, I do think, I always ask Dr. Bruce that, and I hope that there are parents listening when I ask it. Because I can tell you, as a parent of small kids that are into the youth sports stuff, it is a perpetual uh it's a perpetual thing. There is no jumping off of it. And even in your heart, you say, I know this is too much. But then they say, well, my friends are doing it. And I think as a collective, we just need to do better to, to slow this stuff down. Like you don't need to be constantly involved in like it can be a balance of stay active for sure. But let's not overdo it on this stuff. And the training is the stuff that really gets uh, scary for me when I see how much some of these little kids train. Yeah, I, I mean that's, but there 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 there's no recreation department. No, no. <laughs> like when, when when I was growing up, you were growing up. Yeah, there was a recreation department. It was and there was AAU, but when yeah. you got into high school, and and the AAU took the level to another. Sure, it took it to another level. Yeah, uh, but there was always rec ball. Always, and you could yeah. just go and play, have fun, and, and that's. Yeah. My recreation department was uh, a field full of straw bales. Oh. Go pick them. Oh. That's how that went. Congratulations. Yeah, that's how, that's how that went <laughs> on the Ponderosa. <laughs> Fans, mark your calendars for Face Off on the Lake. It's presented by Meyer, the first major outdoor hockey game at First Energy Stadium. It's February 18th, Ohio State and Michigan at First Energy. Tickets on sale now starting at 12 bucks. For more information, visit firstenergystadium.com slash faceoff or call 440-891-5050. I did see they had the field done. It, it is Buckeyes uh, on one end and Michigan on the other. It's pretty sweet, and and I will say this: uh, I feel like we've been promoting it for months. I believe that I feel believe like I think have. that we have been, yeah. Um, but it it is almost upon us, and there have been a large, large number of tickets sold for this. This is going to be a big party down on the lakefront, and going to be a lot of fun. And I would encourage uh, a lot of people come the, on down and check it out. I went to the one at uh, Progressive Field. It was great. It's going to really depend on 
I'm trying to think if I'm – I don't think I can get that far. Oh, yeah. So right now, like that week leading up to it shows like low 40s. It's President's weekend. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. If you get, if you get the low 40s, you know, mid-30s, mid to mid-40s, that's going to be a sweet spot where it could be pretty cool down there, to say the least. So, Absolutely. Uh, be, be aware of that one, certainly. From ESPN.com, they're ranking 13 quarterback needy teams, uh, most attractive for the free agents that are out there. So in terms of you're going to have Rodgers, you'll have Carr, you could have Lamar. Jimmy G. You will have Jimmy G. I don't know what ha- – And then you will have whoever's picking first, second – you know, for sure you're going to have three. There's no question you're going to have Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis all gone in the top ten. So yeah. there will be three new starting quarterbacks there. Bill Barnwell brings up two, Daniel Jones and Geno Smith. Uh, I can't imagine Dan Dimes not back. That would be shocking to me. Um, I guess it just depends on the price. Well, and for Geno and the, and the Seahawks, because remember they have two first-round picks as well. Like Correct. If they wanted to go get Bryce Young, if they loved him, they would have the assets to be able to do it, and that would be a pretty nice spot to run into. So they say the number one spot for a quarterback is the 49ers. I, it feels like they're going to go with Purdy and Lance. I think Kyle just told you. Yeah. He's got two guys. I don't sense that this, at all. This didn't time up well with uh, no. his writing, Bill Barnwell's writing. No, it doesn't. And so number two, he's got the Vegas Raiders. Um, boy, that's one where – I guess they have to decide what they're going to be because Josh Jacobs is a free agent as well, Darren Waller. Um, they would be somebody who would absolutely be in play for Rodgers, but at what cost? I mean, how many assets – what can they give up to go get him? And he's going to, he's going to want to play with all those guys. He wouldn't well, want to not. Here's the ultimate question. Do you want to play for Josh McDaniels? You know, he was damn charming when he was in the building. Remember when he was in the building yeah. and he interviewed with, when Stefanski was yeah. hired? Like, he was real charming. You don't really see it on the field, but who knows? Um, it's just weird, the whole ownership dynamic and not having yeah. money. <laughs> and the Falcons are pick, are third on this list. Uh, they have Desmond Ritter, who they drafted uh, just a year ago. They're probably the best example of, of why did you not just draft Justin Fields. They drafted Kyle Pitts. They could have just drafted Fields. He was a Georgia boy. He would have loved that. Um, Seattle at four. Um, I got to tell you, that's one team that there's so little information on in terms of their thinking. You just have no idea. Um, they could really like Geno Smith. He was good this year. Um, they have an ability because of where they draft and the assets that they have to where they could absolutely be in the play to move up to number one and, well, and get the quarterback they want. And then you look at their conference. <laughs> look at their division. Their division. The Rams so are winnable. awful. Yeah. The Cardinals, I don't know what yep. the Cardinals are. Mm-hmm. None of us seem to know what the Cardinals are. Uh, that leaves the 49ers in you. Yeah, and they, they are – I mean, the Seahawks are loaded with young yes. talent. It's just a quarterback away. Tampa Bay is in a full-on rebuild. They have them at five. Um, I think Tampa Bay will go to the bottom. The other thing you have to remember with all of this, whether it's – and Tampa Bay is probably the perfect example of it. Remember that next year's quarterback class will have Caleb Williams, the Heisman Trophy winner out of USC. Uh, they'll have Drake May, the quarterback out of North Carolina, are both in that class and considered by most people I talk to in college football to be – far ahead of this year's class, more sure, sure things. So the Bucks to me, are a perfect case of – and by the way, we could benefit from this in terms of – are there any – Is there? there's guys on this roster we'd like to have. A little fire sale? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they're built for fire sale. Yeah. Tampa Bay is. 
Mike Evans? Yeah. So they're, they're sitting there at five. Oh, God, can you imagine? Uh, New Orleans at six. That feels like Carr written all over. They're Jimmy G. Because they're, they're ready. I mean, they, they get, they're getting older. To me, they feel like they, they would be a team that would be poised. And that goes back to what we were talking about uh, a, few, a few minutes ago <laughs> in terms of are guys going to take pay cuts or are they going to end up getting cut, veterans mm-hmm. cut? Like th- this here, Alvin Kamara. Yep. Could he end it? Could the Saints end up moving on? Now Kamara has been a shell of himself here yep. recently, but he's a guy that he could start for somebody. And if you're wondering, you did just see me bite my lip. <laughs> that did happen. Jets at number seven. That's long been the rumored spot for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Giants no, at you. eight. I don't think that's it. To me, that feels all like Daniel Jones. Washington's in no man's land at quarterback. If you put one there, they could be decent. You got to remember the a- NFC is so winnable. I mean, there's nobody there. It's Philly, but they've got a ton that they're going to have to sort out. I know everybody loves the, car- the the San Francisco position, but you're coming. You're going to come off of Lance with a major injury, and where you're going to go with Purdy coming off a major injury. So that's uncertainty there. Well, that roster is really nice. There's a ton of uncertainty at quarterback. And the NFC, when you look at it, I mean, hell, Gibby is every team in the NFC South mentioned here. Carolina, Tampa, Atlanta, and New Orleans are yeah. in the top ten, all needing a quarterback. And they were all in on Watson, other than Tampa. Yeah. So there's there's big opportunity there. Houston's going to pick a quarterback at two. Colts are going to pick a quarterback at four, or they're going to trade up to one. I think a wild card in this, at number 11 on his list, the Titans. So they drafted they, Malik Willis, but he was rough. It, it was really rough. Are they sure they're done with Tannehill? Could Tannehill enter this market? He's uh, one I'm curious about because my – my hunch is that Mike Vrabel is not going to want to – I don't know that he's going to want to start from scratch. Uh, new GM will have his work cut out for him, given the Titans are $23 million over the cap already. They can create plenty of room by moving on from Tannehill, Lawan, and veteran receiver Robert Woods. But rookie third-rounder Malik Willis didn't look NFL ready in no. his brief stint. Yeah, you think? No, he did not. So I, right. I think they're, they're a team where it just depends on what Vrabel's up for and it depends, depends on what, what – t- I mean, they can't win it as is. They cannot win it in the AFC based as, can, as they are. Correct. Their window came and went. They were a one seed. They accomplished a lot, but they're not a Super Bowl contender. No. So it might be time for them to fire sale it as well. So I, I will say this. It is setting up to be a fascinating NFL offseason as we chronicle all of this, and my hunch is this will start up probably next week the week after the Super Bowl leading into the Combine. So much more to come. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back here to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN. Cleveland it has been uh, a real pleasure and honor to be out here at UH at the main campus um, on this day where we announced the extension of the partnership between the Browns and UH's official health care partner of the team. Uh, I want to thank Dr. Cliff McGarrion, who joined us, the CEO of UH. Uh, Great to have him, Dr. Voos as well. Jacob Phillips joined us here on the program. A uh, fun day here and a nice partnership that can go forward that goes so far beyond um, the training and the care for our players, but also the impact that can be made in youth sports through the power of UH married to the Browns. And that's something that I see with the boys all the time. And, um, and that is something that I, there's a lot to be proud of. The impact, the trickle-down impact of this is 
immense. Yeah, and, and, and we talk about it, not just reacting to injuries yeah. and treating injuries, but preventative medicine. Yep. And, and that has become such a big, big deal. Like, yeah. I mean, kid stretching and just making yourself healthy before you even set foot on the court. We're smarter now than we've ever been about it. It's just applying it and becoming yes. more aware and, and doing the smart thing. So this has been great. Uh, good job out of you. Good job out of you, See sir. you tomorrow, buddy. Tomorrow's Friday. I, I will be back. We, we will all be back tomorrow in studio. Uh, the next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.